Hi there, and welcome to the Engage Employee Podcast. There is an irrefutable body of evidence which proves that organizations with engaged employees have more engaged customers and as a result gain long-term competitive advantage. The cultural and commercial benefits of organizations taking a holistic view of their employee and customer engagement strategies are proven. For over a decade, we've helped some of the world's biggest brands engage with their workforce through our industry-leading conferences and online digital media. To find out more, visit engageemployee.com. I'm going to welcome to the stage um, Hayley Mann. She is People Director at Formula E, and we're just going to sit down here and um, have a little chat together to start this afternoon. Hello. Uh, no, you're sitting. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. I've said this afternoon the speakers have to be in the spotlight, I'm afraid. So she's going to have to do that. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good, thank you. Good. We've, all, we've already worked out that we're both very chatty, so we're going to have to kind of make sure that... Stick um, to 20 minutes. Stick to 20 minutes, absolutely. Um, and I think you wanted to begin the session just by playing a little bit of um, a video. Sorry. Yeah, because Formula E, not to be mistaken with another far more boring sport that begins with an F. Um, so we are a all-electric, single-seater motorsport racing series, world championship. So I work for Formula E. We're, we're 213 people. So uh, the teams and the drivers are separate to us, but we, we look after the championship. Um, and I'll come to talk to you a, a little bit more, a bit, bit more about Formula E and, and who we are and the challenges we face. But before I started talking about it and everyone was going, who's Formula E? I thought that might be useful. And then January, get ready, we'll be in Mexico. Look out on Channel 4 for us because it'll be a fun race. Nice plug. Thanks. Well done. Yeah. So, Hayley, just give us a little bit of um, uh, kind of, you know, what, what's your story? Tell, tell us about kind of your roles previously and how you ended up with this, I'm sure, hugely enviable role um, in people at Formula E. Yeah, so um, it's quite interesting. When, when I got asked to, to talk here today, I thought, what, what do people want to hear? And usually there's a couple of different things. So obviously we're here to talk about the, the future of, of employee experience and, and what to expect. But usually they want to know what, what's different with sport, how did you get into sport? And I thought it'd be great to kind of talk about a few of the roles that I've had previously and things I've learned that have now come up uh, to address in my role in Formula E. So, Way back when, started my life in, in operations, running restaurants for, for Pizza Express, which was brilliant. I think it sparked my love and affection for having a business that I could call my own and having quite a lot of breadth in, in a role and own things end to end. And then I decided enough of late nights and weekend working and a nine till five sounded good. <laughs> Turns out you can't eat the same amount of pizza in an office sitting at a desk <laughs> nine till five as when you're running it off um, around a restaurant. So any, anyway, I started uh, in, in HR. And as most children do when they're younger and say, what do I want to be when I grow up? It's, it's an HR professional, right? Of course, isn't yeah, that what everyone definitely. wants to be? Um, so I, I hadn't picked a career plan or thought I definitely want to be here by then. I've been really lucky in the opportunities that I've had, but I forged my career there. I, I then looked into to recruitment and started building out in recruitment culture, talent positions. Um, and then I had a, a great conversation with, with the boss I was working at Lizelle Beauty Company, 500 people on the Isle of Wight, um, and it was brilliant, and I was ready for something new. And my boss at the time said, come work with me at Walgreens Boots Alliance. That's the, the company that owned Lizelle at the time. That was from 500 to 325,000. And she said, come and be a HR business partner. I thought, I don't know how to do that. 
I've just done recruitment. I, I don't know employee legislation. I don't know organizational design. Um, turns out you can wing it. Um, I've got my whole career on that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, that was a really important lesson to me that I think um, when we talk about the future of work, it's less about what you've done and the experience and the technical qualifications and so much more around attitude and behaviours and how people approach organisations and whether the cultural fit's going to be right for what they need is to be successful and what we need as an organisation. Brilliant, thank you for that. Now, obviously everyone's like super familiar with Formula One, Drive to Survive, the Netflix show, put it firmly on the map and introduce a whole kind of new generation. You know, my 19-year-old daughter now watches the Grand Prix. I mean, kind of, who knew? <laughs> um, and for, so Formula E, kind of, where does that sit within the other um, racing category genres? Um, yeah, just tell us a little bit more, just kind of explain on from, yeah. from the video you started with. So, um, so I'll, I'll piggyback and I'll come back to, I, after Walgreens Boots Alliance, I went to England Rugby and then I got the call to, to join Formula E. And Formula Who? Never heard of it before. Um, sounds interesting. Met the people. So we're, we're nine seasons old. We're about to go into our 10th season. So we're not start-up. We're, we're not quite grown-up. We are spotty teenager stage with all of the growing pains, but all of the potential and the opportunity. So, um, yeah, 213 employees. We're, we're based in Hammersmith. Um, and we have employees from um, everything from operations. So we rock up in city centers and we build a track and we race around it. So much more than other um, sporting opportunities can do because we don't have, it's, it's an electric car. So the noise, the pollution isn't there. And we're, we're, the aim of Formula E is to progress kind of human progress and sustainability through electric racing. So putting and showcasing the, the advancements of electric vehicles uh, right in Rome or Jakarta or Tokyo or Brazil um, and going around the world and, and setting up. So we've got lots of different functions. And then we've got your classic HR, legal, finance, commercial, marketing operations. But our journey for, for Formula E is, is an interesting one. And I think what, what I wanted to show with the video is, yes, it's an incredibly exciting brand. Um, it's, it, you know, with huge amounts of potential. We are the future, but we're nine years old. So when it comes to being an employee as Formula E, we don't have all of the processes, the systems, and there's a ever battle around managing expectations with people coming in. And so the thing that we've really tried to focus on is a, a culture of transparency and openness of, this is who we are, this is who we aren't, this is what you're gonna get, and this is the breadth and the stretch and the development and the opportunity. But if you're coming in to work for an organization that has multiple layers of seniority where you can progress to the next level every year, or if you're looking for huge global leadership development programs with outsourced you know, organizations, that's, that's unfortunately not us. But let me tell you about what we can give you. So, um, yeah, Formula E is on a, a really exciting journey at the moment, and the thing, the other thing we have to balance is around the 30 things that we could do every day, um, because there is so much potential. But actually, what are the three things we want to do really well? Make sure that we launch those, implement it, and listen to our employees to 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 bring them around. Brilliant. Okay. So, are there any particular challenges that are specific to? sport as a category or Formula One in gen or Formula E in general, sorry, when it comes to 
the people agenda? Yeah. So I think specifically for Formula E, probably our three biggest challenges are well-being um, and people managing their, their energy and feeling like they can take accountability. And I'll come back to that a bit in a second. Career paths, which I spoke about before. Um, and then this idea of there is so much to do, so how can we be really efficient and productive with our time? So I think those three things, and then there's one big pillar that underpins that where the people team really lean into, which is leadership. Mm -hmm. um, so if I, if I take each one, one by one, so well-being, I think everyone post-COVID has, has come out and you know, really identified how important that is. And as an HR function, there are multiple things we can do that we've started to implement, which is, you know, putting, making sure we've got the right benefits in place to support our employees. Um, our employees travel around the world, so very, very glamorous on the face of things, but actually spending most of your time in a hotel, doing really long shifts, you know, not being at home to have a dog or water your plants or do your washing um, that often can really take its toll. And so how do we ba balance the excitement and the glamour with the being people being able to perform at their best? So putting, making sure we've got the right benefits in place, making sure we've got some training and some education for our employees so that they feel accountability and ownership of managing their own energy, but also for our managers to making, making sure they're creating the conditions to get the best out of their employees is, is absolutely fundamental. So wellbeing's been a huge focus. We haven't nailed it yet. I, I, I think people are still identifying what it means for them and, and how they can put things in well, place I don't think to, a, to drive not it. There's really a beginning and middle and end to it anyway. It's a continuum, it's, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. And you know, your, what, what you need or what you want changes, changes. regularly. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, if I think about career paths, so, yeah, 213 people, we're not going to have 20 different layers of, of mm. seniority or leadership that you can go into. And so um, I stole with pride from an article. Someone said in an article, the career ladder's dead, it's the career climbing wall. And I really enjoy that because mm. I think it's really relevant to us as an organization. Whilst we can't provide you these opportunities to go up, 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 what we can do is give you real breadth in terms of your experience, your ownership, your exposure, how can we give you those kind of money can't buy opportunities because we know that you've got the right behaviors or the right approach or the right attitude to be able to lead that project, even though you don't necessarily have the experience and you've got a great support around you. So providing people with really clear development plans and goals that provides them with, with wider stretching opportunities means that we can keep people for longer. And sometimes that means they can piggyback a, a level when they decide to go elsewhere if, if we can't provide them the opportunity. Um, and then the, the other bit around priorities. So, you know, I don't know how many people here are from organizations that are, you know, we're nine, nine years old, so we've, we've got a window of opportunity when it comes to potential and lots to do. So as well as managing energy, because there is so much to do, how do we decide what's gonna be the biggest bang for our buck in terms of what we go after? So this idea of ruthless prioritization and, and how do we enable and equip employees to feel like they can make the right decisions about what's gonna make the car go faster, to use a racing analogy. Mm. Um, so having a really clear mission and a focus um, and a purpose and some key drivers to, so we can go every day, is this work that I'm doing feeding back to that driver that's gonna deliver our mission? Um, was really important for us as an organization and making sure that that's to hand and communicated and engaged with, with regularly. 
And so, like I say, the thing underpinning that for us is leadership. So all of the central activities that, that we want to do, all of the well-being pro programs, all of the training, um, if, if we haven't got great people, managers and leaders having really open and honest two-way conversations about what that employee needs to be successful, we're, we're not going to be able to achieve our mission. So in a, a small resourced HR team, we've decided to focus on enabling our leaders to have great conversations and difficult conversations um, versus trying to be all things to all people. And so that's that's been a real area of focus for us. And how are you going about doing that? Because I mean, we were having a conversation, weren't we, kind of offline about this kind of whole idea of the vulnerable leader, the authentic leader, kind of creating an environment of psychological safety so leaders can have those difficult conversations. What, how, how, are you, how are you enabling, how are you coaching your leaders to be able to do that? So we've got kind of twofold. So I, I use leaders as quite a broad term sure. because I think, you know, even if you don't manage someone, you can be a leader yeah. at, at any level and you can have an impact. Mm. So th there's one around people managers and making sure that that, that layer of day-to-day -day management really understand the fundamentals and the basics. So we We've uh, introduced a, a kind of management essentials program, um, which is a, a multitude of different ways of learning. So it's some online learning, it's some workshops, we've got some leaders and some inspirational leaders in to come and talk to them about you know, what leadership means to them and what management means to them. It's rooted in our values. And then we've got some peer-to-peer -peer coaching which for me is great because that's the real sustainable um, option, not just going to a course for a day going, great, yeah. I'm inspired, I'm going to change my habits, and then going back and doing what you've always done. Yeah. About how do people start to hold each other to account, create really great, robust relationships in terms of what do I want to be like as a leader? And oh, I tried this with my team today in my team meeting and sharing with another peer and having really good coaching conversations with each other to support each other through. So, so that's one thing for our people managers. And then for our leaders, it's around defining what great looks like. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I'd talked to my CEO before that said, we should introduce some targets and some metrics. We've got engagement surveys where we can ask questions around leaders and we can tie that to bonus and, and things like that. But have we actually defined what we're expecting? What does great look like? What does, yeah. and, and specifically, what does great look like for Formula E? Because yeah. it, it's really yeah. different for all organisations. Um, and, you know, whilst some leaders might think, well, this is what I've always done and this is what I expect, actually, there are some areas that we need them to lean in harder on kind of change management you know, change is a constant for us as a very fast-paced organisation. So how do they support and navigate people through change and things like that? So we've got a, a leadership framework that we've built. And where did you, where, I mean, because I mean, you're only a nine-year-old company, it's really interesting because obviously we had Sam Blazard from Fortnum & Mason yeah. on earlier, and he was like the complete opposite. He had a 316-year company to deal with. And, you're, and yours, I mean, it's almost like this kind of opportunity to kind of do everything Fresh. And where, where did your leaders, where did they, did they come from within the sports arena into Formula E or did they come from more kind of traditional mm. corporate It's a great sectors? question because it's, it's a real mix actually. Yeah. So we've got some people who've been there from the beginning, the oracles that yeah. are, are absolutely incredible and then we've got some new fresh thinking in as well. So yeah. some are from sport and traditionally I think um, we had been an organisation that went they have to come from sport because otherwise they don't get it. Mm. which just isn't the case. Um, and especially as I wouldn't even class this as sport, we're entertainment. And right. we're, you know, and that, that like is... like wrestling. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, our yeah. comms director right. came from WWE. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're putting on a show. Yeah. Um, and you know, yes, I was England rugby before, but I had kind of retail hospitality experience yeah. before that. So I think so many things are transferable. Mm. But yeah, the what we instead of saying they need to come from this industry, we said they need to be able to deal with change. I mean, you know, be super adaptable, be really versatile but also be really 360 in their approach. That In one day, they're going to be doing things they did 10 years ago in their career. In the other, they're going to be shaping strategy and creating brand new things that they can be totally accountable for. Um, so, it, so it is a different type of person and a different type of leader. So That's quite a special mix as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and, you know, being transparent and open about that means that people are really clear what they're going to get and they're not going to be eternally disappointed, you know, when they get in because they've, you know, watched a race and they're excited by being part of that. But actually, we need the best version of them at work to be able to deliver their best work for us to deliver our mission. So... It's, it's not a nice to have, it's imperative that we're transparent about what we need and what we expect from people. Um, yeah, so I think those, those kind of challenges are, are really key. And, and yeah, we've, we've created a leadership framework. We're going to ask people to do some self-reflection. So really go, where do I sit on this? And use it as a tool for feedback as well, to create open and honest um, conversations, because that, that's super difficult, especially when you've got technical specialists thrust into leadership positions. Sure. That's always the way, isn't it? You yeah. might be equipped from a kind of skills perspective, but actually have you got the softer skills needed to be a truly um, inspirational yeah. leader? And how can we give them the tools to have great conversations yeah. rather than go just be honest and transparent? Um, and then we're, we're working with a coaching provider who's going to do some development work with us. Again, peer-to-peer -peer coaching. So we create networks. You can go out and have really robust conversations with each other. But when talking also about the future work, because obviously that's, that's, that's what we're here for. Today, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, for. For us, I still believe leadership is absolutely key to that. And I love what Sam was saying from Fortnum and Mason earlier about telling the story. And yeah. for us, it's around telling the story of why. So again, all of the initiatives, all of the projects, all of the systems, tools, policies you put in place, if we're not telling why, and if it's not being followed up with a leadership voice around, and this is how it can help you, Haley. Um, in your day-to-day -day world and day-to-day -day life, then we're really missing a trick in terms of engagement of employees and how to get the best out of them. Brilliant. Okay. Thank you. Wow. That was lovely. We, could, uh, we did well. I we, felt like we could have gone off. We could have talked <laughs> we for a while. We could have gone That's absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing your experiences um, in Formula 1. Best of luck in the future. Is it, like, um, is it like Formula 1 where you've got pairs of teams racing yes yeah yeah 11 teams two drivers and where can we watch it channel four channel four will be in mexico in january it, you don't you don't need to have a nap halfway through the race when max verstappen's winning so <laughs> it, this is very yeah who's the max verstappen of the formula e world is there one yet? yeah well well jake dennis so we've got we at the last race of the season we had four people who could have won the world championship oh, that's a bit so it's exciting. incredibly exciting they're about half an hour 40 minutes the races so much quicker Brilliant. Thank wow. you so much, Hayley. Lovely. Thank you. Thanks.